Hello, Syngap land. My name is Michael Gralia, and this is episode 18 of Syngap 10. Today is July 9th, 2021, and I'm here to tell you everything you need to know about Syngap 1 in 10 minutes or less, which is always a trick because there's a lot going on. Let me begin with the, with the most important thing, which is raising some money for Syngap. Syngap.fun slash CTR for clinical trial readiness. Syngap.fun slash CTR for clinical trial readiness. Woohoo! We have raised $26,000. We need to raise more. We're taking the data we've gathered in Citizen. We're building a natural history study. We're doing some biomarker work. This is all very important. Please go to that link and either start a fundraising team and or give as much or as little as you can because we need to raise some funds to make this work happen. We look forward to your support. Thank you very much. Birthday fundraisers are a big deal for Syngap Research. Not only do they help us raise money, but they also raise awareness. So if you do a Syngap uh, a Facebook fundraiser for us, uh, for Syngap Research Fund, we will we will find you and we will thank you with a coupon code for our store. For every $250 you raise, we'll give you a $25 coupon code for our store. So if you raise a thousand bucks, that's a hundred dollars off Syngap gear. And that's pretty cool because then you get to wear the Syngap gear and raise awareness for Syngap One and Syngap Research Fund. So think about that. Syngap.fun slash blog is my next link. We put out a blog post today about Syngap variants. You probably heard different people talk about missense and frame shift and nonsense. And is my gene being studied or is my mutation being studied? All these things. Read this blog. It answers a lot of those questions. A lot of parents reach out to us asking these things. Syngap.fun slash blog. Read the most recent blog. Learn all about what we're doing with um, these different variants and what it means, uh, what your different variant types mean. Um, moving on, I want to talk about a webinar and a couple of events that are coming up. So syngap.fun slash webinar is where you can go to find all of our webinars. And we have one on Saturday. Um, webinar, sorry, I can't spell. We have one on Saturday, that um, Saturday, July 17th. So not tomorrow, if you're seeing this on Friday, but next week at 9 Pacific, uh, noon Eastern. And it's with Dr. Frazier talking about his work to develop a validated scale for Syngap1. It's going to be fascinating. I encourage anybody who's listening to this to check it out. It's free, of course. But families, specifically, please do go. Please listen, please listen and learn about how you can participate in Dr. Frazier's important work and help make sure that your, your Syngapian is included in this work to validate this scale. So Dr. Frazier is great, and we, we're grateful for that. Two meetups coming up. Uh, July 28th in San Diego. The Hardings are graciously hosting at their home 3 p.m. Details in the SRF North America group. If you're anywhere near San Diego on July 28th, check it out. Three days later in Beach Haven, New Jersey, uh, Nancy, also on our board, is hosting on August 1st uh, for, for the afternoon. Uh, details in the New York group. If you can't find the details, reach out to me. I can connect you to Nancy and the Hardings. Wonderful what they're doing. What's cool about the Beach Haven event is that Karen's going to do a cameo, which is really cool. Karen, if you don't know, is the oldest living Syngapian in the U.S. that we are aware of. Um, she is... Uh, someone who's very special to all of us who have, have a loved one with Syngap, and we are the people who go to that get to get to meet Karen in the flesh. It's just going to be super cool. So check all that out. Uh, if, you're having a, if you're having a meetup, let us know. Let us know so we can tell people and we can connect more families because that's, that's the magic of this work, right? Connecting the families and getting to know each other. Syngap.fun slash warriors. Speaking about the families, don't miss our Wednesday Warrior program. We have 121. We have 121, we've been doing this over two years, 121 Wednesday Warriors are on our website. And the, the four most recent are from Egypt, Texas, Quebec, Argentina. I mean, it's so cool. It's so cool if you think about it. You can travel the world and learn about how, how these Syngapians are going through life. So syngap.fun slash warrior. Don't miss it. Very cool stuff. Um, 
I want to tell you about this morning. So the past couple podcasts, I've been like, let me tell you about what happened this week. Forget this week. Let me tell you about this morning. It was bananas. So we had a meeting this morning with a, a, a communications company that's working for a rare disease umbrella group in the UK that wants to do a poster for a meeting, a rare disease summit. Wonderful, wonderful. Love, love these meetings. Love, love talking to people who, who need to learn about Syngap1 so they can help us do a better job of communicating with, with clinicians and help people understand. This is such, such a gift and we're grateful. Um, these meetings are always fascinating. And, and one of the questions that we predictably get from pharma and from people who work with pharma is, okay, if we can't cure everything or we can't address everything, what should we go after, right? Like what symptom is most troubling for a Syngapian? And it's like, well, first of all, we have a monogenic disease, which means we know exactly what gene is causing the problem. So if you can fix it, please fix it, right? We have two copies of every gene, one from mom, one from dad. All of our kids have a typo in one of them. So we can either make the good copy work harder or we can fix the typo and the bad copy. But since we all have different typos, that'll be expensive and complicated. So it's much easier to make the good copy work harder. But whatever you can do, Big Pharma, please, please help our kids get more Syngap. Because without Syngap, they have all these things. Okay, but let me humor you. Let me answer your question. If you have to fix something, start with the seizures because our kids' seizures cause all these other problems. They, they interfere with sleep, they cause behavior, they interrupt learning, etc. And then after that, what do we say? And we debated this a little bit, and we agree that for our, you know, even those of us who have kids who can talk, it's, it's really hard to, to communicate with them and to understand what they're dealing with and what, they're, what, what issues they're having. So, but if the kids can't talk, my goodness. So improving communication and anything that would help our kids be better communicators would be huge. So we put that second on the list. Third would be behaviors, because behaviors of Syngapians are super challenging, like super challenging. And then we talked about sleep. And the reason I share this with you is because A, if you're ever talking to a farmer, they're going to ask you this question. You've got to be ready. If we can only fix one thing, what should we fix? B, if you're like Mike, why on earth did you say seizure communication, behavior, sleep? You should have said, call me up and tell me what that is. Because in, in this role I have where I work all day, every day as a Syngap advocate, I, I, I am speaking for, for this community. And, and, I, and I, it's, it's, it's a responsibility I take very seriously. So if you, if you want something else said, please reach out to me. Let's talk about it. Because... Um, it's important work. We've got to make sure we're on the same page. Uh, I want to talk about two other meetings I had this morning, which were just fascinating. One of them was with a mom in Ireland. Child's three and a half, eight weeks ago, had a seizure, went to the hospital. They said, child seizure, not good. Genetic testing. Eight weeks later, same gap one. Just amazing work. Amazing work to the team at uh, on Temple Street in Dublin for getting that kid a diagnosis eight weeks early. I, I think that's, um, that's pretty darn fast. Personally, I think it should take 24 hours, but it's my job to be unreasonable. I'm a patient advocate. Eight weeks, if I'm honest, is amazing. And, and in the U.S., let's, let's be honest. I mean, I'm not saying it's always like this, but too often, oh, child has seizure. Referred to neurology. Well, maybe it was a one-off. We never know. Oh, child had another seizure. Oh, maybe this is testing. Okay, let's do chromosome microarray. Oh, God, this is uh, insurance. Boom. Oh, not, not fragile X. Okay, let's do a panel. Oh, fight with insurance. Oh, a few months later. Okay, do the test. Oh, maybe a result. Oh, go to genetic counseling a few months later. I mean, it takes way too long to get a genetic diagnosis for our kids. Some of our kids are faster than what I just said, but too many are even longer. So just a moment to say it was such a pleasure to meet this mom from Ireland today and um, so exciting and impressive to Temple Street Dublin Hospital. Really just I wish, I wish everyone was that fast. We'd have so many more diagnoses. Remember last week we announced the, the quarterly Syngap census was 808. So we're already ticking up, ticking up. Then I had another meeting with another mom. And I don't want to get too much into this because the blow by blow gets really complicated. But 
back to behaviors, right? So our kids, I'll tell you about my son. My son is on anti-convulsant medication. My son is on anti-anxiety medication. My son is on anti-impulsivity medication. My son is on melatonin for sleep. That's a lot of meds for a little seven-year-old boy. It's a lot of meds. And as these kids get bigger, frankly, but that's not that much compared to some of our kids. Some of our kids are on like a lot of meds. And there's this, there's this, there's this case I became aware of this morning where um, kid had been exhibiting some, some pretty startling symptoms. I don't want to get too much into it, but mom was worried. And so mom goes to the doctors and this kid is, a, is, a, is late, late, late teens. And so child was under medication for, you know, epilepsy, of course, behaviors, Ritalin, antidepressants, all the whole nine yards, which is common. I'll be honest, our kids are on a lot of drugs. But the trouble is the neurologist writes the epilepsy drugs and then the psychiatrist writes the behavior drugs. And then if you have GI issues, you get other people writing other drugs. And our kids are these chemistry experiments. There's a lot going on. And then one doctor is like, oh, we should change this. And what this one doctor did is they knocked, they knocked one drug up and one drug down. I think they knocked the, um, I think they knocked up the Haldol and down the Ritalin or something else. I can't even remember anymore. But the punchline is one of those drugs, the drug that they knocked down was repressing the drug that they knocked up. So as a result, the drug that they knocked up, knocked up a lot. And at the same time, that drug caused other effects that meant that one of the drugs this kid was on for seizures, the, the levels went through the roof, through the roof. And, and as a result of this, the child had these very troubling symptoms, right? And mom had to fight like hell to get the doctors to do the tests, to get the levels, to, to get the neuro and the psych to talk to each other and to figure out what was wrong with her baby. And it, I, I don't share it with you because I think the doctor did something wrong. I, I, I just share it with you because it's like, you gotta understand that our kids are on so many drugs and our parents in addition to barely sleeping and somehow holding a life together and taking care of these very sick kids have to navigate these insane meetings and discussions between neuros and psychiatrists and meds and it's madness, it's madness. And, and the, the challenge we have is making this clear to people. Like Syngap-1 is a serious disease that requires incredible attention and expertise and we need more experts and more attention because there's a lot of these kids so that was that was this week in, in syngap land for me please guys we need to do more work we need to help more kids syngap.fun slash ctr help us help everyone by um getting our community ready for clinical trials thanks for listening have a wonderful weekend